Welcome to Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Larry Evans, Michael Downs, and Jim Ruddle. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 25 of Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Evans, along with my co-hosts, Michael Doms and Jim Ruddle. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No, a fucking geek. A, a fucking like. geek. geek, exactly. Like All right? But what you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard <laughs> goddamn work making something this pretty look like a chump. All right, so Mike won't be able to join us tonight. He's in Boston for a business trip, and he sent us some recordings of him on his trip. So we're going to go ahead and drop some of those, you know, throughout the show. And then uh, he went to Cheers this week. So here's one of his clips from his visit to Cheers. Sam Adams, Wicked Hazy IPA. Check it out. It's Wicked Hazy. Yeah. But what's it called? Are you kidding me? (laughs) So anybody that knows Mike knows that the first thing he does when he goes to a bar is usually ask for the IPA list. The first thing that's going to happen is he's going to get clubbed over the head for talking to another girl. (laughs) I don't care if it was the waitress. (laughs) All right, so thank you for joining us. So I cannot believe that it's already week seven, man. This season is just flying by. You know, how are you doing, Jim? Well, dude, we're doing these podcasts, and that's really, I mean, you do a couple podcasts a week, it really makes the week fly by. And yeah, it's flying by. Uh, The fantasy season, I you know, I like it. But I talked about it in the beginning. I'm kind of falling into my normal pattern of starting out great and then just tailing off at the end. I've beaten everybody into my division except for Tim once, but now I have to play them again. Hopefully I can get some win, squeak out a couple wins there. But uh, starting out hot, the bye weeks are here, and now I'm in trouble. This is a big week for me against Terry this week. A non-division opponent, but this is a game I got to have because I got to play Tim again next week, and Tim is the dominant team in our division. Okay. All right. Anything else? Yeah. You know what? I wanted to talk about uh, Halloween Ends for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. Uh, I saw the first one at the theater on the remake of the remake of the remake of the remake of the remake. This last set, the first one was great. Saw it at the theater. Loved it. Went to the theater last year to see Halloween Kills. That sucked a big dick. I hated it. Great. A couple great scenes, but not worth going to the theater for. Did not go to the theater for Halloween Ends, and I'm happy I didn't. Enjoyed the movie a little bit better than I thought I was going to. I had heard from people that saw it on day one that it was a clusterfuck. It is kind of a waste of time. There's a whole... If the movie's an hour and 45 minutes, there's an hour and 30 spent on a side story that really doesn't... It just kind of filled time. It was okay. There were some cool kills. But then we get to the end... Where they, well, I don't want to give anything away, but the ending's worth it. Just skip right to the ending if, you, if you've seen the first two movies. Just tell me something. Okay. It, does it involve Michael Myers walking around using a walker with tennis balls on it to keep the walker quiet? Dude, dude, they actually, now he's not walking around with a walker, but they do acknowledge how fucking old he is. And I was, I was, very, I was very happy to see that. And that's kind of the point is they know he's too old to be carrying a whole movie going around killing everybody again. So they kind of, I was a teenage werewolf, the teenager to do it. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. 
So instead of him walking after people, he's actually just kind of shuffling, right? Yeah, yeah. He he, he, <laughs> he gets a couple kills in, but he, he doesn't have to go very far to get them. Ah, all right. So they bring him right to his easy chair. Yes. Yes. Essentially, <laughs> he's sitting there in a lazy boy and they go to him. <laughs> there you go. All right. So before we get into our start sits for the week, let's go ahead and give a quick update on how our league looks. So Mike is still dominating at 6-0. and He has uh, 827.50 points for only 137.9 points against, which actually looking at it, I mean, that's the highest points against. So, I mean, he's playing good opponents. I mean, he's actually just dominating, you know. He, he's pretty much had the high score every week, man. He is rocking it this year. Yeah, I want to say there's only two weeks that he hasn't. One, uh, Tim had one and I had one. Okay. So then uh, looking at it, you know, I'm right behind him at three and three. Um, the, the big difference, though, is the division. So he's five and oh in the division. I'm two and one in the division. I don't think that I can ever catch that division. So even if I did pull ahead and, and you know, win loss, I, I probably wouldn't beat him out in that division. So I'd still end up second. Um, well, no, I guess I guess it would go by division or by overall win lost before it would go to division. So. Probably going to end up second place in that division and, and have to, uh, you know, play somebody in the bye and then go ahead and send Mike my uh, somebody going to kick somebody's ass song and beat him in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's pretty much, if nothing, unless he completely nosedive, I think he ha- him and Tim basically have the byes wrapped up. I mean, I could try. I'm a game and a half behind Tim in the other division. Uh, unless I can sneak one. I mean, Tim's playing me next week when Mahomes is on a bye. I just, I, I had that chalked up as a loss as soon as I saw the schedule before the season even started. So that's not looking good. I don't think I'm going to catch Tim. I have my thoughts on Tim. We're going to go over that in just a minute when we get to okay. Tim's record. Okay. Okay. So so uh, right behind me in our division is League Doormat at two and four, and then Big Daddy Woo's at two and four. They're both one and three in the division. And then um, there's Pinnacle Prisoners at one and five. She's also one and three in the division. So then in the South Division, there's Tim at 5-1. And, and, and Tim has 695.75 points for. So he is second as far as points scored. But he only has 116 points against. So, you know, kind of looking at that, you know, he's got, I think the, well, he's got he's got pretty much, you know, some of the lowest points against of the top teams. Well, that's because he's beat he he he's beaten us all up in our division. We obviously have the weaker division, I think. Yeah, he's he's three and one in the division, so you know that that's definitely something. Now, right behind him is you at three two and one, and you're three one and one in the division. So, I mean, you're right there as far as division record. I mean, you could potentially, you know, catch him and overtake him. Yeah, it would take me beating him next week, and I just don't see that. Even if I were to win out against everybody else, which isn't going to happen. It would take me beating him next week, and that's almost a mortal lock. I don't win next week against him. Not without my, if I, you take Mahomes off my team, and I, I'm not even. I, I, you guys would kick me out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, right behind you is uh, Rooks at three and three. He's one and three in the division. Bad card at two, three and one. He's o three and one in the division. And then Sofa King at two and four, and he's two and one in the division. Yeah, I mean, Justin's the one. 
he he he's the one that beat Tim, gave Tim his one loss. He he's the guy that's a half game behind me. Uh, hopefully it's me and him in the playoffs to face Tim. That's what I'm hoping. But we got Mazar, who's always laying in the weeds. Mazar's won the league how many times in the last ten years? Three. At three or four. Um, yeah, you know, he's, he's been right up there. So this is uh, a down year, but he could always come back. Yeah, his team is very talented. I mean, you know, I. I it definitely should come back. So, all right. So before we get into the start sick candidates, let's go ahead and check the music charts. And holy cow, would you look at that? We have the number one hit song in Bangkok. Jump, 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 Champ, 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 and a jump. Man, I really hope no one is banging it to that song. See, I I gotta disagree with you there. Gretchen and I bang to that all the time, and I climax right at 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 a jump. It's perfect. What is that? Seventeen seconds? Yeah, if I'm going marathon. That's on the second time, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if we're, if we're in Bangkok already, is that replacing Murray Head, One Night in Bangkok, which actually fits? How about for our third single, Two Champs and Dutch Jump, where the world's your oyster. Jim's team sucks, but he's still in fantasy. Something like that. I don't know. That, that, that one sucked. That one sucked. I just threw that out of... Larry can edit that out. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to workshop that one, huh? <laughs> yeah, not as good as uh, Chump Shaker. All I want to do is a room, a zoom, zoom, and a boom, boom. <laughs> Two champs and a chump. All right. Before we get into the rest of the start sits here, or before we start with the start sits, let's go ahead and listen to another sound clip that Mike sent us. So I guess when he was out there in Boston, he went to an Oktoberfest party out in Boston. So uh, he sent us this clip. Right. Sorry. Has anyone seen a Velcro wallet by chance? It's mine if you find it. Him and his damn Velcro wallet. Dude, I mean, how have we not had over that over the PA at Summerfest before? <laughs> uh, we probably had that Velcro sound, like the, <laughs> you know, sound. Yeah, for the cheap beers. <laughs> it's probably when I go to get the, the cups, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he 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 rips out the Velcro when he gets the IPAs for us. Ooh, Mikey spent a little money. <laughs> All right, so then uh let's go ahead and, and go over some of our start sit candidates for week seven. Same message, don't go nuts putting out um any of these players in over your studs. We'll be providing some start sit options for Sunday, Monday games only. We covered our start sits for Thursday night's game in episode 24, which was released earlier this week. So, Jim, why don't you go ahead and get us started? My first guy, and uh, everybody's, I, I know everybody's affected by the bye weeks this week. Four good teams are out. Um, so I'm going to reach a little bit here, and this is just straight from my gut. This is a guy I've been waiting almost a year and a half on, and I think it's going to come to fruition this week, and that's Nico Collins, wide receiver of the Houston Texans. They got the Raiders this week. Uh, I, I think that they're going to be playing from behind. I think the Raiders will jump out ahead. Uh, both teams are coming off a bye week. Nico Collins, I, I, I talked about him a little bit on our waiver wire pickup. Hopefully you picked him up. Um, if you did, 
I, I think they, they spent the bye week trying to scheme for him, trying to get him into the end zone this week. He, it might happen once, might happen twice. I, I, I think he's going to have a big game this week. Uh, the Raiders' pass defense is nothing to sneeze about. I mean, nothing to worry about. And uh, I just think he's going to be a good play this week. I really should have had, uh, you know, queued up a soundbite of Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> Come on. I, it's coming off the bye. I mean, it's now or never. I, I'm basically placing all my hopes and both my teams, both my leagues. Nico Collins is my flex, and I'm, I'm just going for it. Yeah, no, I, I, I like uh, I like the passing game, Houston's passing game against the Raiders in this one. Yeah, and, and Collins has been trending. He had more targets and catches than Brandon Cooks the last two weeks before the bye. I think they get him in the end zone this week. Okay. All right, so for my first start, I'm going to say Ezekiel Elliott. So he's playing against the Lions, or or is it the Lambs? Um Lions, Lambs, I guess I guess it doesn't matter against that defense, right? So, uh, I mean, I think that that's enough said right there. I mean, that defense is just horrible. Yeah, just start. We, we talked about this before the Lions went on by last week. Start all your Cowboys this week. I mean, until that defense, unless they, they, I don't know, there was a miracle or somebody made a genie wish over the bye week, that defense just is bad, and it's a get-right game for the Cowboys. Did you let them borrow your blue vase? Fuck no, not the Lions. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jim, who is your next start? My next start is Matt Ryan. Uh, if your quarterback's on bye this week, I think Matt Ryan it gets into a, a shootout with Tennessee, a game that both teams desperately need. They're, I think they're a half game within each other for the division lead. It's in Tennessee. Tennessee's pass defense is horrible. Matt Ryan finally got all his receivers back last week and just drilled the hell out of Michael Pittman. Paris Campbell got a couple uh, end zone looks. Uh, Alec Pierce had a great catch at the end of the game. I think they got it, and if, especially if Jonathan Taylor comes back no, next week and they have the full complement for their offense, uh, I think we see some sur- a surge here from Indy in the next couple weeks. Matt, not right now is a, a time to start Matt Ryan if you're desperate. Okay, I, I, I like that, and I, I think I might have to start Pittman this week. So. I really hope you're right on this one. No, dude, I, I think against that defense, Pittman, Pittman didn't see the end zone last week. I think he does this week for sure. All right, so my next start is going to be Alan Lazard. So the Packers have lost two in a row, so I think Rodgers is going to be on fire on this one. And the commander's defensive backfield, I think they're going commando this week. You know, they're <laughs> 32nd against opposing wide receivers. So I, I kind of like Alan Lazard in this one. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm going bet. I, I've bet on the Packers the last two weeks. This should be a get-right blowout game for the Packers. But now I'm, I'm starting to just think that maybe the Packers just aren't that good. And, like, this, it was more of a debate in my head on whether to start Brian Robinson or not. Brian Robinson doesn't get any passing game look, but if the Reds, if the Commandos keep this close— Robinson might have a really good game, but that I'm getting off track here. I don't know how this game, I, I'm just staying away from this game because I have no idea how it's going to go. Okay. All right. So who is your next start? I say this with a heavy heart that I, I'm going to recommend starting Jeffrey Fuckface Wilson Jr. this week <laughs> against my beloved Chiefs. I think if Frisco needs to stay in this game, they are going to have to run the ball with Jeff Wilson, 
everybody can run against the Chiefs. I, I, you know, my hope is it turns into a shootout and maybe it goes into a Tevin Coleman game. But even still, I think Wilson gets a lot of touches and he, he will catch the ball out of the backfield. I, I do think he has a big game this week. I know that was a rough one for you, man. I, I know. hate it. But but you know what? I, we, I got a period to that sentence at the end of our episode here. All right. So my next start is going to be Lamar Jackson. So he was a sit for me last week. He's a start for me this week. The Browns have allowed eight TDs through the air and two TDs on the ground to opposing quarterbacks, and none of those quarterbacks were as talented as Lamar. I mean, you know, they did play Justin Herbert, but that was when Herbert had busted up ribs and he was without one of his top weapons in uh, Keenan Allen. You know, I like Lamar this week, um, which sucks because actually I don't play against him this week. Dude, I'm so confused. And <laughs> I thought all week I was playing. In fact, as we were prepping for this episode, I was writing in the notes, got to play Terry and Lamar Jackson this week. Big Daddy Woo Woo's has made five trades in the last week and a half and has completely scrambled the league. I don't even know who I'm playing anymore unless I check everybody's roster. Yeah, and, and I think there's a lot of us teams that play back-to-back opponents. So I played Jen last week. I think I got her this week again. I know Mike played um, Big Daddy Woo-Woo's last week, and he plays him again this week. It's that randomized schedule from my fantasy league that just, it, it, it sucks. You know, you randomize that schedule, and you would hope that they wouldn't have back-to-back games like that, and, and they do it every year. Yeah, with with 10 teams, man, it, sh- it should not happen like that. There's no reason for it. It's not like we have travel days or anything. Oh, unless unless you're Mike going to Boston. <laughs> there you go. All right, so, uh, Jim, who is your first sit? My first sit for this week is Jared Goff. Uh, a lot of you guys are going to need a quarterback this week, like we've said. Uh, I don't want to play the quarterback against Dallas's defense, especially when Dallas's defense is at home. Um, I'm kind of in my league, I'm kind of leaning. I need the sun God to produce this week. I I'm, I'm doing that very tepidaciously. I I don't like Jared Goff against this defense. I think he comes back cold and I think the the Cowboys romp in this game, man, look at you with the big word tepidaciously. (laughs) Did I say that right? I thought you were going to make fun of me. (laughs) I I don't know if it's right or not, but I'm just impressed. (laughs) Let's just go with it then. All right. All right. So uh, my first sit is Joe Mixon. So Atlanta is actually surprising this year. You know, they've allowed three touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, that is, to running backs versus 10 passing TDs to quarterbacks. So it looks like the way to, uh, you know, the, the way to beat them or, well, I don't even know about beating them, but, you know, they're definitely allowing more through the air for quarterbacks than they are on the ground to running backs. So that leads me to believe that uh, Joe Burrow will have a good game and that Mixon will continue to underperform this week. Yeah, the only way I could see that is if Cincinnati gets out to a monstrous lead in the game script. But again, the Bengals aren't as good as we thought they were. They just haven't blown, they haven't blown anybody out really. So I mean, Atlanta should at least keep this close and that will keep Mixon's numbers down. Yeah, and and like I said, Mixon really has really kind of underperformed this year. I mean, based on the volume that he's had, he just he he can't find the end zone. I mean, somebody needs to, you know, draw him a map or something or maybe put a GPS in his helmet to show him where the end zone is, but he just can't get there. Yeah, I mean, he went into the season as one of the bell 
finger quote bell cow backs, and really he's become just a touchdown dependent guy. You know, he, he, he if he scores, he's good for you. If he doesn't, he's shit. Yeah, and the problem is he hasn't been scoring for people. I think. Right, he caught, he caught that fluky passing touchdown last week. Yeah. So, uh, Jim, who is your next sit? My next sit is basically the entire New York Jets wide receiver core. And I, I pinpointed Garrett Wilson, but only because he leads that core. But if you, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, you know what? That Jet-Bronco game just screams, uh, if you need a kicker, go to the Jets and Broncos. Go to McManus. But... Yeah, don't start anybody basically on the Jets' office except for Brees Hall. Yeah, so I am with you there because that kind of brings me right into my next sit, and that is Zach Wilson. Yeah. Or basically you could kind of just say all the Jets' wide receivers, right? Right. So the, Bron- the Broncos have only allowed three passing touchdowns all year, and only one of those were allowed to a wide receiver. So. As bad as the Broncos' offense is, that defense is just playing lights out against the pass. So I would say, you know, to sit everybody that's involved in the passing game with um, the Jets. Yeah, and in fact, uh, Larry sniped me this week in getting the New York Jets defense because it's, yeah, I might as well tout this. Larry had better waiver priority than I did this week. That never happens. So Larry was able to snipe me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, by by one. I think I had number six priority against you seven, or or I had seven, you had eight, something like Doesn't that. Doesn't matter. You snipe me. That never happens. All right. Good for me. That's a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Jim, who is your next sit then? And I don't mean to harp on this, but I mean uh, to get right back to the Jet Bronco game. But sit Latavius Murray. He, he was a hot pickup this week on the waiver wire. And, I, you know... I, I don't like the game script in this game at all, but there could be some rushing. I, I don't like that whole Bronco backfield right now. And I do like Latavius's, Latavius Murray's position in the Bronco backfield. It seems like Melvin Gordon's just, just he just doesn't have confidence after all those fumbles in the beginning of the year. It looks like Latavius Murray's going to lead that backfield. But starting Latavius Murray is like eating vanilla ice cream in Wyoming. It's just boring. And I, I, I don't think this is a, you, he might squeak out a touchdown this week, but uh, look elsewhere. If you got better options, do it. All right. I, I got to ask, I mean, does vanilla ice cream taste better in other states or is it just, you know, that it tastes worse in Wyoming? It's just the boringest state and the boringest ice cream. <laughs> okay. And the boringest backfield. All right. So my next sit is going to be David Montgomery. So Montgomery plays on the road on Monday night against the Patriots defense, which have not allowed any touchdowns to running backs this year. You know, that is zero on the ground, zero through the air. They've played against some good running games too. So, I mean, I would just stay away from Montgomery. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I mean, we live in, in the Chicago area here. I don't see what the Bears can do on the road on Monday night against this Patriot team. Uh, again, it's it's along the lines of vanilla ice cream in Wyoming. Patriots are boring, but they just know how to win. And I don't see what the Bears are going to be able to do against them. Yeah, I mean, I you know, and I've got Montgomery. I would love to play him this week, but I just I can't do it against that defense. No, not not if you got but you got better choices. Not everybody does though. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, okay, so we are going to go ahead and give you one player each that we would target in trades right now and then one that we would sell high or trade away. So, Jim, why don't you go ahead and get us started on who would you trade for? I actually put this guy into motion this week as I was talking to Michael from Boston uh, as he was trying <laughs> as he was trying to trade for CeeDee Lamb. I think this is the perfect opportunity to trade for CeeDee Lamb. This is this is your last chance. If you can't if you can't get CeeDee Lamb this week, they play Detroit this week. He's probably going to go off, and his value is going to triple. Dak's coming back this week against the Lions. CeeDee Lamb is in a perfect spot to go for. Trade what you got to trade to get him. Well, that kind of fit in kind of perfectly, right? C.D. Lamb against the Lions, and I was calling them the Lions or the Lambs. I mean, yeah, fit in perfect. I, I, I mean, something really wrong is going to have to happen. Dak coming back against that Lion defense. Uh, it should be Lamb, all the big guys, Dak, Zeke, Lamb, they should all eat this week. Yeah, I think the only chance that the Lions have is if they just take off their, the defense takes off their helmets and throws it at Z, uh, at Dak's hand. <laughs> Go a little old school wrestling. Have have the coach come out and hit him with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. When the refs aren't looking. There you go. All right, so my trade for is going to be Keenan Allen. Um, you know, he has some sweet matchups coming up against Seattle, Atlanta, Kansas City. Arizona, Las Vegas, Miami, Tennessee, Indy, and the Rams. I mean, they're only tough defenses that they're going to be really playing against is San Francisco and Denver. And that Keenan Allen owner, I mean, he may be sick of not, sick of not starting him or being able to start him. And then I think that they play this week and then they've got to buy next week. So again, you know, you may be able to strike now on him and get him at a low price. Yeah, I, I like Keenan Allen here, too. I mean, the Chargers passing offense, it's just a couple notches below where we all thought it was going to be. Uh, Justin Herbert hasn't, I mean, he's been good, and, you know, they, their record is okay, but they haven't been as dominant. They need Keenan Allen back. So, yeah, this is the perfect time to try to get him. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, Jim, who is your sell-high candidate? All right, so the period on my sentence I think Fuckface Wilson's going to have a great week this week. Perfect time to trade him away. Let this week's games go. Let him have his great game and then get rid of him. Because that, that Niner backfield, it's never right. Tevin Coleman's coming on. Pray for a Wilson great game this week and then sell him next week. Okay. No, I can see that because uh, uh, Elijah Mitchell, I think, is out until week 10. We're already at week seven now. You know, he's not going to be relevant for much longer, even if he, you know, even if you do keep him. Yeah, that 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 whole backfield smells like, even when Mitchell comes back, it just smells like a cluster. It's going to turn into the Broncos backfield, a bad committee. Okay. All right. So my sell high candidate is Kyler Murray. So, I mean, bottom line is Kyler Murray just sucks. And you, you couple that with the fact that the new Call of Duty game comes out next month. And that's a recipe for disaster for him. You know, you may be able to sell high now, given the fact that there's a lot of excitement around, you know, Hopkins coming back this week. You know, I would not buy into that hype. And instead, I would just try and reap the rewards of someone else's excitement and just go ahead and sell them. Yeah, like the chumps, because I'm telling you, man, Murray was this close to being my 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 buy low candidate. Dude, I love that receiving core. 
I love the card. We're, we're taping this Thursday morning. I love the Cardinals tonight against the Saints. I, I think they come out and just turn it all around. This is the flip. They're going to flip the switch tonight. And it, maybe it's not completely on Murray's head, but I, I think the dude starts producing now. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested to watch this game because I'm, I'm be very. I don't, I don't think that Arizona is going to do anything against the Saints. And as a matter of fact, I had Chris Olave in my starting lineup all week long, and I think I took him out last night and put in somebody else because I had heard that for the Arizona Cardinals that their number one cornerback is just shutting down the number one wide receiver for opposing teams. Yeah, and that's, I mean, kind of that's what put me over the edge is Lattimore's not playing tonight. I, as a DeAndre Hopkins owner, I know he loves hearing that. Lattimore has given him all kinds of problems the last couple of years, and he's not playing tonight. That Saints, you know, it, it, a lot of these defenses have injuries, and the Saints defense isn't what it was four weeks ago. I, You know, it, it's kind of hard for me to, to hear that New Orleans is going to stay with Arizona in a shootout. I, I just think Arizona puts up a big number tonight. All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch that game. Yeah, should be a good game. So uh, here is the last clip that Mike sent us. So, I mean, I think that, you know, they they went on some sort of hiking or a camping trip or something while they were in Boston. So this is the last one that he sent us. And, you know, hopefully he makes it back from this one. It says, watch out for cougars. Oh, Dave, I didn't know your mom was out here. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, they went cougar hunting. <laughs> He's going to get hit over the head with a frying pan when he comes back. <laughs> all right so you know we may have a schedule change uh going forward so we typically record on wednesday nights edit on thursday nights and then release on friday morning and then due to some scheduling conflicts we may have to record on thursday nights edit on friday and then release on saturday morning so if you don't see your favorite podcast out there on friday morning Look for it on Saturday morning, you know, and, and we apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. But, you know, unfortunately, we still want to get these episodes out. We just may not be able to get them out on Friday morning. Yeah, it's, it's my fault. I keep getting overtime on Wednesday night and it's just too late to record. Yeah, that, no, that's it's, it's fine. So, um, all right, Jim, you have anything else before we go ahead and wrap this up? No, I'm good. Let's wrap it up. All right. So that is going to do it for us today. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, please follow us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, to help us grow, please share the podcast with your friends. Please don't forget to follow us on our socials. I can be found on Twitter at fantasy underscore Larry. Michael can be found on Twitter at domination. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And Jim can be found at Jim Ruddle at Hotmail. Dot com. Or just friend request me on Friendster. <laughs> Friendster, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, please send us, uh, you know, send us your start sit questions or, you know, uh, trade questions, anything like that. You know, just go ahead and, and, and you know, reach out to us, um, you know, use us as a resource. You know, sure. and if you're and if you're Rick, reach out to us, use us as a resource and we'll give you the wrong information. <laughs> he gets it all muddled up. He he does these great moves and then he does these bad moves and then he does these great moves. We'll see how I actually think Rick's in a good spot to beat Mike this week with Lamar. I, I was just going to say in when you were talking about starting Lamar, 
I think Lamar is going to have the highest output this week. I think he's going to be the highest scorer. Not that we're necessarily doing that. I, th- I think this is going to be a Lamar week. He might carry. Mike's got to lose to somebody. I think this might be it. Yeah, I mean, you know, what what I, I was talking to Terry earlier today, and I said, you know, Rick churns that roster over like nobody else. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's really a good thing. It's fun for the league. I know that it's fun for him. It, Rick has probably had a hand in making more champions in the league than anybody else um, because of some of the trades that he's made. And not to say that they're bad trades, it's just – he actually, you know, I don't know that there's a player that he actually really truly falls in love with and won't trade and, you know, moves that roster over, whether it be good or bad, you know, players. And and he actually does very well with it. So, um, you know, I got to hand it to the guy. I'm not going to rip on Rick, man. He, but it's just, it's, sometimes it's just too much. But I picture a guy, sometimes when I'm talking to him, like when I'll pick a guy up off the waiver wire that he released last week, Oh, you're taking my guy, huh? He takes everybody. (laughs) I I almost think that sometimes during the year, like I'm just going back to old school baseball football card collecting where they'd have the checklist. He just checks off and makes sure he has a piece of everybody in the league. He tries to get a piece of everybody in the the league until he sees what kind of percentage he has. I mean, he he owns at one point or another through a whole fantasy season probably close to 60% of the league. I mean, there's just certain stars he's never going to be able to touch, but he tried. Lord knows he tries. He definitely does. I'll give him that. Okay, we will see you next week when we go over week eight waiver wire pickups. We may also drop mini episodes to discuss breaking or important news that may be pertinent to your start sit decisions or waiver wire pickups. And then from all of us, thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day. See you next time. 